0: The Chicago Bulls look to keep up their winning ways today when they face the Charlotte Hornets. But before I talk about that, I want to talk to you guys about why I'm honestly tired of the Zach Levine trade saga already and can't wait for it to just reach its conclusion. We're going to talk about that, plus how the Bulls are generating more threes naturally and it's impacting their offense. All that, plus a little bit of the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So, I'm tired of the Zach Levine trade talk. Like I'm, I'm just sick and tired of it. To be 100 percent honest with you guys, and part of the reason why I'm sick and tired of it is I'm tired of all the 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 trade rumors that most of them are, aren't aren't going to amount to much of anything. The every every you know national media pundit using the Zach Levine scenario and saga to talk about why they their team could trade it. The bullcrap ass, um, <laughs> the bullcrap uh, article clickbait articles of. This is the perfect trade that such and such team should make for Zach Levine. Even the point of just saying that Zach Levine has no trade value or market right now, which I can definitely understand the the validity going into that. At the end of the day, I'm just I'm just tired of the crap, right? And that does not mean. Let me be clear. It does not mean that I'm holding any of this uh, against the player. Well, you know, as far as like the how Zach Levine's handled it since the the trade thing, you know, some of that I definitely uh, you know that does go to Zach. But overall, do I hate Zach as a player? No, I still lo- like Zach Levine quite a bit as a player. I do think in a team where he's not uh, looked at to be the number one in a team that's kind of better suited to kind of overtake some of his liabilities and things like that, you know, I think Zach could be a damn good player in this league. A perfect player? No. A a player that's going to lead you to a championship? No. We already know that. Does he have his own issues with basketball IQ? Things like that, yes. Those things all exist there. But when it comes down to it, this ain't about the player. I'm just tired of the trade saga and drama around my favorite basketball team. That's kind of what I'm just it's just that right and even hearing the things like oh well you know Zach Levine is, is is getting ready to come back which you know the injury report of him being more healthy and more optimistic on his outlook and Billy Donovan coming out with that which is all good right you need Zach Levine to be back on the court you need him to be playing well so that the Bulls can move him but at the end of the day I'm just ready to see whatever's next for the Chicago Bulls team to come outside of this trade drama and even you know the people asking well there's is there's can you convince Zach to stay on this and even kind of the division it causes between the Chicago Bulls fan base, which is so weird because I most most Bulls fans, you know, before this, it's it's just it's so polarizing for so many people. You and you've now seen people, even the people who say like, "Oh, he's being made the scapegoat." People who just want to the same people who are against giving Zach Levine the max are now the same. It's it, it's just the people who just want to be contradictory to whatever the team goes to right i'm tired of that as well when the, when the bulls you know the dumb people said the bulls should just let him walk which is the stupidest thing in the world to let a player walk for nothing that's that young those same people now are like oh zach's B made the scapegoat you didn't even want him here you didn't want him here right so it's just like i said that the, it's already when your team's losing it sucks right in this team has things that they absolutely need to continue to improve on, but then when you have a team that's losing on top of a fan base that's tired, and then you have your 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 people who just want to be—it's the weirdest thing in sports. Sports fans who just want to be right about something, right? Who does? Who? It's not even about the optimistic or the uh, the objective view of what's going on with the team. It's just they just want to be right. That's a big part of like my friend Casual Kelder, right? He's just somebody who just wants to be right about about something. It's just at the point at this point where it stands right now. Because we all kind of know where this is going, and I understand this is—we still have potentially well over a month of this. I know everybody's kind of locked into that December fifteenth date, uh, but this can go well into mid-January as well. We'll see how far it goes into that. But like, I'm just ready for the, the, the this whole era to just be over, as far as like this trade saga with Zach Levine it just be over. I'm just being quite frank. You guys know. Usually on the daily episodes, I come in, I give you guys the facts, I go over some stats and things that's going on with the team. But really, when it comes down to it, the way that I look at it is this. We see where this is going. We see, like, it is what it is. And at this point, the Bulls' job is to get the best deal possible for Zach Levine. Yes, there are going to be more trade rumors. Yes, there are going to be more think pieces on what Zach Levine isn't and isn't a player. There's going to be more think pieces, especially if the Bulls continue to play well on, it was it Zach holding everybody back? And at the end of the day, there's so much that was going on with this team that now people trying to just blame it just on the Zach Levine thing. Like, oh, it's just Zach. Like, uh, Kel- the voicemail from Kelder the other day, right? Oh, it's just Zach. He wasn't running. Bill- no, it's stupid, right? It it was Like, it's so much that was going on with this team. Now, yes. The teams look much better over the last few games. Now, let's hope that, that continues. We absolutely want to see the team play better. But when it just comes down to it, I'm just ready for this to be over so we can know what the next wave of this team is going to be. And that's where really, it really, 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 really comes down to, at least for me. It just comes down to this simple thing. I'm ready for my team to have a direction. I'm ready for my team to, you know, and and even with that said, I know I've been telling you guys, for those that think that just because the Zach Levine trade's coming, that means that everybody's going to be shipped off. I think a lot of you guys are gonna be disappointed when the Zach Levine trade happens. And that may be the only move we make this offseason. is probably gonna stay. Vooch is probably gonna stay, right? And I and I can't wait to see how Bulls fans react to that because that's gonna be the next wave of I told you shows we should have just trade. Like it just is what it is, but I'm just ready at this point to be focused on basketball, right? Whether it's winning or losing basketball, whatever it is, that's what it comes down to. While the 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 you know, the the con, count the countless trade ideas and trade machine screenshots and all of this the perfect deal this is what you can get offered it's all fun and I get it fans should be having their fun with this right now I'm just ready to get back to the realistic part of all right what's this team what 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 pieces of this team are we focused on developing how do we see these pieces right that's what I'm more so interested in and focusing in and the Zach Levine trade drama I'm kind of at the point now where I'm just I'm just over it but you guys can let me know what you think down below we're moving into the next topic for today. The Bulls have been generating more threes, right? We knew coming into this season that one of the things that the Bulls are going to try to do is shoot more threes. And while initially, as the season started, it seemed like we were just shooting more threes to take more threes, not hitting it really at a good percentage. The Chicago Bulls have now risen to 15th in the NBA in three-point attempts. And if you remember correctly, Billy Donovan wanted to get back to the, uh, to the mean, to basically being an average three-point shooting team in the NBA. And because of that, they've done it, right? They are averaging four and a half more three-pointers per game, and we're in the ninth uh, percentile in the league of offense generated by corner threes. And Billy Donovan said this, when guys are below the free throw line defensively, those are shots you have to shoot. They're not closing out from the free throw line to the three-point line quick enough. Guys that are above the free throw line that are long and athletic, those are a bit different. But just to encourage guys, give guys confidence like, look, you need to shoot the ball here. What are you doing? We're not getting a better shot than this from anyone on our team. Shoot the ball. And that's really what it comes down to. We all knew that, uh, well, let's not say we all, but a big part of the Chicago Bulls, uh, you know, uh, problems last season. You know, uh, uh, Javon Carter said it coming in. You know, he uh, being an opponent of this team, he's just guys weren't going to shoot. And so – now that we're seeing that this team, is is that reluctance to shoot is going away, specifically if you take that corner three, that corner three is one of the most efficient uh, shots in the game of basketball, especially if it's open. So now that we're seeing the Bulls take that corner three shot uh, a lot more and hitting it at a better clip, it's opening up the offense. But again, when you're generating threes the right way, it's not just about how the three-point shot you know, you hitting a lot of three-point shots being what saves your bacon or anything like that. It's about that now that you're a threat to shoot the three-point shot, when people do close out, now you attack the closeouts, which is why moving without the ball is also important. So it's getting a combination of those two things from the Chicago Bulls team right now is putting the Bulls in a place where we're playing pretty solidly, right? So the additional three-point shooting right now is a big part of why you're seeing players like Patrick Williams, Io Sumu be able to get to the lane and get to the rim and even getting some some foul calls as well, right? And Kobe and what, what he's done masterfully, he's one of the biggest aspects of the Bulls taking and making more threes as well. And so the Bulls right now are, are a team that's shooting the ball 35% um, from the field, right? I mean, from uh, the three-point line. That's not the best in the NBA. It's, it's you know, there's a lot of teams around that 35% mark that can change any day and time. So the Bulls are a little bit below middle of the pack as far as the percentage there. But it's affecting the offense flowing so much better by the way that they're able to now actually be a threat from the three-pointer because they're hitting it at a decent enough clip, taking enough of them, where they can now attack closeouts and things like that. So as this team now is becoming that team and also playing with the quicker play style as well, we're seeing the offense be much better right now Since Zach Levine's been off the floor, and again, this is not a thing to crap on Zach. This is just, you know, to go over that that time period, which hasn't been a huge sample size either, the Bulls are averaging almost six and a half more points per 100 possessions. So again, we are playing a better style that is more conducive to this roster. And you're seeing the confidence as well come out in these players. And because of that, we're playing we're playing an extremely fun to watch and effective brand of basketball then when you add in the defense that we're playing as well the rebounding the getting out in transition this is a team that right now the offense is looking and flowing much more better than what it did in, in early in the season and it takes time to adapt right now of course we've had players out we got players like DeMar becoming more facilitators in this I still want to see how Billy Donovan, especially tonight, is going to use Nikola Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan uh, together to kind of get DeMar to be effective. While I mean, get Vooch to be effective while DeMar is on the court, especially while we're using DeMar as more of a facilitator at times. But I think ultimately what we're seeing from this Bulls team is a team that is, that is adapting to a new play style. It's there. The statistics support it. We're playing at a faster pace right but even then we're not playing at an extremely high faster pace we're just we're the way that we're going about it has been better different and it's been more effective and so you're seeing this bulls team be more effective and that is that is a play style that is sustainable the biggest question that you have to ask is will they sustain it will they get back to doing the things that 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 have kind of come you know natural to them over time experience the thrill of march madness if you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on? The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. And I do think with Kobe White being a bigger factor and pinpoint of this offense, that could help change that. Keep that that that, that momentum going. And if Patrick Williams keeps you know playing well and how he's been stringing these games to, together as well, that ha- ha- that helps. And so you know, Torrey Craig, Javon Carter playing well off the bench, uh, also Io Desumu. Driving his role, you got Alice Caruso hitting the ball at being one of the best three-point shooters per percentage in the league so far. So you gotta, you you really gotta like that. Patrick Williams, for example, over the last six games, thirteen point seven points per game, almost five rebounds per game, one steal, one block per game in thirty-one minutes, and he's shooting the ball back to forty-one percent at three-point shot. Now he's only taken four attempts in that, but again. This is the we're seeing players adapt now and play better. And this new play style is a big part of it. And we're taking advantage for once of the athletes that we have all up and down this roster as well. And they are thriving in this. So, you know, it's good to see the Chicago Bulls, you know, improve in areas that are meaningful. And we can see if that improvement stays going on tonight when they do face the Charlotte Hornets. Now, the Charlotte Hornets are going to be without mellow ball. So there you go with that one. Uh, the Hornets are two and three in their last five. Terry Rozier and Miles Bridges are both averaging over twenty points per game. Now, this is the Charlotte Hornets team that is not winning a lot of games this season. Let's just be clear there. So, this is a, a a team that the Bulls should absolutely be able to come in and get a victory against. They they shouldn't be outclassed. Now, one thing with this Bulls team that we know, we've said that before, and they've been completely uh get, get completely waxed by a team. So, this is another team that can spread the ball around. They have scores, people that can, you know, get going scoring-wise. Terry O'Gear, Miles Bridges, just talked about them and what they're averaging. But P.J. uh, Washington and Brandon Miller and Gordon Hayward as well, all averaging over 14 points per game. And then you got Mark Williams coming in, averaging 13 and 10 for this team as well. So this is a team, and one thing that we've seen with the Chicago Bulls is that teams that have a lot of people that can score, that can shoot the ball reasonably well, That gives the Bulls fits. And so right now you want to look at that. Uh, Three-point shooting is something that we know that this Bulls team has been susceptible to. Um, They have, you know, players that are averaging six, uh, you know, Terry Rozier, P.J. Washington, both averaging over six three-point attempts per game. they got Miles Bridges and Brandon Miller both averaging over four per game themselves. So guarding that three-point line, keeping them off the boards as well. Mark Williams is a monster, and it would be interesting to see how Nikola Vucevic is utilized against a player, a defensive young big, like Mark Williams, who those type of bigs have given Vooch fits at times as well. So that's going to be important to see what Billy Donovan does to do that. But if this Bulls team can rebound, if they do force turnovers, and they get out in transition and attack this young, lengthy Charlotte Hornets team before the defense can set up, that can be something that definitely goes in the direction of positive for the Chicago Bulls, they just have to own those matchups. And so we got to see a team that comes in with that heart that they've been playing with. That It's been really fun to see this heart in the way that they've competed uh, over here over the last uh, couple of few games for the Chicago Bulls. It's been really good to see that. And to see if the Bulls can get a long winning streak going, get there, a three-game winning streak. Can the Bulls do it, right? That's going to be a big question for this team as well. We're at home. So, you know, we've been playing better at home recently. Can we give this home crowd something to really have fun with right that's what you want to see from the Chicago Bulls team today and I think that they can do it and I'm really enjoying this team and and what they've been showing we'll see if we get this is a game where we may even see some of the young fella and Julian Phillips in this game because I think when you look at his length and rebounding you know the shot hasn't necessarily been the best right but when you look at those two things for him those are things that definitely can you know that we can use in this game for sure so if the Bulls can take advantage of those things, they come in with the heart. They execute defensively. Uh, they gotta be locked in defensively. You gotta be have that dog mentality defensively all throughout this game. Having Javon Carter, Tory Craig, those veterans coming off the bench, and Andre Drummond. This is another game where I do think the physicality of Drummond is gonna be important in this game. Uh with the with the Charlotte Hornets and, and what they have there as far as lengthwise. I think uh, he can definitely come in in this game and be an important piece. And let's see how, uh, how Billy Donovan manages his minutes again in this. But, you know, Mark Williams right now is day-to-day. He's listed as that on their injury report. I would expect him to play. I think he played in their last game. But outside of Mark Williams, they really don't have, you know, a, a, a big – they do got Nick Richards there who's 7 feet uh, 245 pounds. He's been averaging 8 points and 5 uh, – basically 6 rebounds and 75% shooting. So if our backup big can meet to, can beat their backup big and put some pressure on that, I think this can be a game where the Bulls are going to play pretty well in. So that's my thought process on it. But before we go for today, we got a voicemail that I want to get into. This is one of my favorite callers. This one's from Michael Korn. Hello. Hey, it's Michael Korn here. Uh, the silver lining in Zek's trade request is that both uh, Kobe and Patrick Williams seems to have stepped it up, Uh, it's almost uh, no longer that they have this albatross of deferring to Zach. Uh, You know, not having a big three uh, means they no longer have to be submissive and can kick their games into high gear. Um, Besides uh, seeing Kobe going off on uh, uh, his threes, which is awesome to see, I really enjoyed watching P. Will taking Zion one-on-one. Um, looking forward to your pregame for Wednesday. Have a good one, man. Kobe White and Patrick Williams stepping up um, in Zach's absence, and that's just real, right? We are seeing these young players really round out their games really well, and, uh, it, it, and that's why I always go to say, like, and, and I know it's go, it's it's gotten some you know critique from Bulls fans at times when I'm this guy's like it's too early to call somebody a bus, right? I think we're, we are so quick to make a, a determination on a player in in this modern society is that it's like instant gratification and the microwave mindset is what I call it. Like, boom, a, a player with third year, they, they should be ready to go. And that's not always the way that it works, right? Especially when you've got players that need to work, work out the confidence or the role has been changing. But we're seeing Kobe White play with a level of confidence right now that's just, it's so refreshing to see Kobe round out to the player that he's rounding out to. And I would go on to say this, right? Kobe White is showing some of the things that, until this Bulls team gets that true superstar, Kobe White may very well end up being the face of the franchise. Uh, and I know that's uh, that's crazy to say if you think about like going back to that 2021-22 season where a lot of Bulls fans were hoping and calling for Kobe White to be traded, but Kobe White and the identity that he brings to the team, him and Alice Caruso, right, uh, that they bring to this team that they are close to being really kind of the backbones and pillars of what this team is going to be until we get that superstar that really ascends and and pushes us even further. And, you know, very big parts of what this team is going to be is Kobe White. Uh, Patrick Williams is really good to see him play aggressively, be involved in the team as well. And I think that definitely helps him kind of stay more engaged, just how involved he's been um, in the team game plan and stuff like that. But And like I said before, we're seeing Patrick Williams averaging 13, 7, and 5 right on and where he's not really averaging that many more shots than what he got before it's still basically the same 10 shots that he's been taking his whole career but he's just being more effective in it. it is how he's getting those shots trying to get to the rim trying to get to the free throw line a little bit more as well that's what we're seeing and you know seeing these two guys really ascend and then I would assume be able to step in at times where like Alice Caruso's down and him being able to thrive in that as well it's really good to see these young players taking steps up and, you know, we still got other young players we haven't seen a lot of. We got Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips, Adamus Uh, We also got, you know, Earn Batim. We got J- uh, Justin Lewis, who I got to get that G League review episode out because Justin Lewis is, he's just not showing what I thought he'd be showing. But again, first year back from ACL injury. So that plays into it also. But I think just ultimately when you're looking at with this team is this is a team that is the young players are starting to understand what the place that they have in building the identity of this team. And going forward, that's the best thing that you want. If your young players are taking a big part of what your identity is going forward, that's building blocks, right? And so for so long, part of the identity, a big part of the identity of the core three of this team was players that were over 30. And that, while, you know, you can win some games, that I'm not saying at all, I'm not this player was like, oh, everybody over 30 always got to go. But when you're not a team that's a, a surefire playoff contender where you're fighting for playoff contention and you're hoping on development. One thing that we've always looked at with this team is that for this team to raise their ceiling, development always had to be a big part of that. And so now, the you know, the young players weren't really given the opportunity or just not performing in a way that you saw that. You are now seeing how these young players are not only part of, but helping build that identity of what the Chicago Bulls can and will be in the future. And considering the Zach Levine trade that's that's Pending to go down, they're going to be an even bigger part of that future going forward. Um, and like I said, until we get a superstar in here or whatever else, they they can continue to develop. And seeing the players develop, that's always a fun thing for me. I I, I get it, you know, instant gratification, but one of the best things about being a Bulls fan was seeing players like Kirk Heinrich develop, seeing Ben Gordon, Luau Dang develop, right? seeing Derrick Rose blossom into the MVP caliber player that he was, seeing Todd Gibson go from a player that not many people knew what to expect with him being drafted by the Chicago Bulls to being one of the favorite Chicago Bulls on the team. And then one of my favorite Bulls of all time, Joe Kim Noah, a player that personally I did not like when when the Bulls drafted. I hated that draft selection. I can't remember who I wanted the Bulls to draft instead of him, but it was somebody. But then he ends up turning into one of my favorite Bulls of all time, right? So, it's, it's a fun part of the story when you get young guys that really grow, develop, and are part of the backbone, core, and identity of your team for years and years and years. And so, let's hope that we're going to get that with these guys as well. Long winded answer to a short voicemail, but that's what it is. Thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, to uh, another episode of Chicago Bull Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Bull Pod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message, and our voicemail for the mailbag the number to do so 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything chicago bulls related thanks to you guys and like i like to in every episode on go bulls love you guys see red right if you can y'all peace this has been a presentation of the break Break media, break- media.